Welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. Well, Merry Christmas. My name is Jonathan. Pleasure to be on team, particularly this time of year. Thanks, Bailey, for bringing that song to us. That is a cracking song, isn't it? Don't you think it's a beauty? Yeah. How's your voice? Uh, Bailey sung at a couple of services and uh, gone hard, so I imagine, uh, yeah, you can go quiet now. One more song to go and then we're done. As you've heard, we've been focusing on hope and we've been picking up that theme as we contemplate the year that we've had and all that's gone on around us and maybe some things yet we're still to endure as we go forward into the last part of this year. I'm sure that uh, you're with me and you realise that this year is the gift that just keeps on giving, isn't it? And uh, we've got a few more days to go yet before we roll into 21, but uh, who knows what's going to happen there. When we talk about hope in a, in a secular sense, in, in what we would normally use as a definition from hope, we, we express uncertainty. I hope my team wins. I hope I find the perfect job. I hope things will go back to normal. I hope the world goes back to normal. Hope in that sense is not secure, nor is it likely to happen. It's, it's a wish. It's casting it on the waters and trusting that somewhere in the providence of the world, it will come back to you. When we read the Bible, though, we find a very different definition of hope. Biblical hope, or the, the hope that we see represented through the pages of the Bible, is a confident expectation, and it is a desire, a strong desire, of that things will be good in the future. Not only does it desire something good for the future, it expects it to happen. And not only does it expect it to happen, it's confident that it will happen. So let me rephrase that. Hope as we get to understand it from the Bible is a confidence that God has our future securely in His hands. So it's not wishy-washy. It's a solid, steadfast trust. Think of hope as an anchor. Hope from the Bible is dependable, reliable, and fully able to be realised. So I want to talk with you in the, in the third of our series on hope, where to find it. We need it at this moment, don't we? We need a dependable anchor to secure us for whatever the future comes at us. I'm not going to be long. You, that's my Christmas gift to you. I'm not going to be long, so just listen up. I'm going to be a few short minutes and we'll sing another song and then you can go and enjoy the stupor of Christmas lunch and relax on the couch and all that and then Boxing Day test tomorrow. It goes without saying that it's been a hard year and a year that's been difficult to find joy in. All around us we see sadness and grief. We see loss on a huge scale. We've been largely blessed in this country, haven't we? I mean, to be girt by sea has been a wonderful thing. Good old girt. 
But I know people have lost jobs. People have had to deal with events that they never would have thought possible. People have lost loved ones. People who now have loved ones overseas that they are now effectively blocked from seeing, even in difficult circumstances, even when serious life events take place. You know the, the truth of this only so well. The amount of social upheaval has been significant. But this, this is not the only time that these sorts of things have happened. This sort of thing has been common to the experience of humanity. We're not orphans here. Hardship and trouble have come along quite regularly in the history of our world. Others have had to struggle with things on a global scale and have also found a secure source of hope. So I want to lead you there today. And I want to take you to the wonderful narrative of the visit of the wise men as they come and experience the wonder of the newborn baby Jesus. And in doing so, I think we'll find three particular parts to hope that I'm trusting that you will resonate with and something that will guide you and help you in the days to come. So let me be more specific. There are three ways that the wise men experience hope that will be of help to us, especially in the year that we've had, especially when we're struggling to find hope ourselves especially when we contemplate 2021. So when it comes to the Bible, Christians believe that these stories are true. And Joy alluded to that already. This You stole half my sermon already this morning. True in history and true in meaning. Therefore, these stories have something to say to us even now, even several thousand years from when they first took place. We can trust them to speak to us even though we are removed from the first events. So for whatever reason, the wise men, who are often called the three kings, were alerted to a new star in the east. They're studying the night sky and they saw this star. Interestingly, on the 21st, just on Monday, you, some of you are aware of that, the Bethlehem star, supposedly first time it's appeared for 800 years, the crossing of two stars, and you, you, you know where I'm going there? You with me? Yep, good eye. Okay. The wise men might have been astrologers, they might have been learned, they might have just been curious. Nobody knows. A mystery that surrounds them is wonderful. There are many and varied theories as to why they saw and responded to the star. I'm not going to go there. Whatever the case, we pick up the story after the wise men have made the most of their journey. And they were actually not that far off completing it, although they didn't know it. So they ask a question that we find in verse 1 and 2 of Matthew chapter 2. Let me read it to you again. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. No one knows how far that they traveled from the east, but I'm tipping it was a considerable distance. And so this leads me to my first observation, which is another way of saying my first point. The Magi knew that there was something out there that was worth their effort in finding it, but they are not sure where it was or how to pinpoint it. So they knew that if they started to travel in the general direction, they would eventually find it. Not only were the Magi smart in observing what was going on in the night sky, they were smart in how they went about it. Get this, they didn't need to have all the answers They just knew if you get on the road, the final destination will become clear. This might be a bit like you. 
you're aware there's something out there for you to find. You know, intuitively, the life should be better than it is, that there is more, that you're not living into the fullness of your potential. There is something beyond you that you know that will bring you hope that you are looking for, the meaning, the purpose that you need to have that will bring fulfillment, full fulfillment in your life. And some of us have that nagging feeling inside of us. And I want to say to you at this moment, don't ignore it. Get on the road. Start the process of finding what's going on and where you are supposed to be and who you are supposed to be. Hope might be far off, but you know that there is something more, something bigger that there is there for you. Don't give up. Don't give in to despair. Keep the flame of hope alive and light the magi. Start the search. So here's my second observation. Let me read to you from verses 4, 5, and 6. When he, that is Herod, had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, for you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least amongst the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler that will shepherd my people Israel. So there they are in Jerusalem and they know where to go to find what they are looking for. Do you know what? Jerusalem, Bethlehem, seven kilometres away. Just two short hours of walking, two slow hours of walking. Who knows how far they've come, but now it's almost in reach. They'll soon be able to see that which they've been searching for and on the road for who knows how long travelling towards. So my second observation is this, is that when you get moving towards those things you know are there for you, you narrow the distance. You see, the, dis- the, the good news is, is that hope moves closer. Might be far away when you started, but when you start moving, it comes closer. I can imagine those magi were pretty weary after that time on the road. Now in Jerusalem... They had to run the gauntlet of all the things that were going on there, the crowds. They obviously upset everybody with their arrival. It wouldn't take an an idiot to work out they upset Herod and all the ruling class that were there. But they didn't stop. They didn't give up. You notice that all Jerusalem was upset and it's only seven kilometres away from Bethlehem, but no one from Jerusalem came to discover what was going on. They all stayed there upset. I find so many people just give up before they get there. They're so close, so tired, but if they just keep on trusting, they'll get there. It's a lot like this year, really, isn't it? So many people so weary from all that has been, from all they've had to experience, from all the change, from all the decisions, yet hope, my friends, does not disappoint us. Don't give up on it. Hold on to what is ruminating inside of you. Keep going. Keep on seeking that which is important. Don't let the flame go out because why? Because hope is close. So here's my third observation. I told you it was going to be quick. Every good sermon has three points. Magi actually find out what they were looking for. In verses 9 to 11, let me read it to you. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, get this, they were overjoyed. 
And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasures. And they gave him an Apple iPod. Opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they found it. They found the king they were looking for. They found the object of their journey, the end of their odyssey, the culmination of their searching. As soon as they saw it, they knew it. There was no doubting. And you saw what they did. They fell down and worshipped in all that they had. My friends, at this moment, I wonder if you know what you're looking for. I wonder if you know what is the cause of the ache that is inside of you, the hunger, the gap in your being. Can you put your finger on it? I'm not sure that the Magi actually knew what they were looking for in particular either, but when they found it, they knew it because it was right in front of them. And they responded in such a powerful way, it drove them to their knees. It caused them to worship a child who was a king. My friends, this has been a little bit abstract as I've been speaking this morning, but I wanted to bring you to this point. I've been leading you to this the whole time. Our hope in this world is not going to be found in a vaccine. Our hope in this world is not going to be found in a government stimulus package, not an improved trade relationships with other countries. Our hope is not found in us improving ourselves, being better, being fitter, losing weight. None of these things are going to provide the hope that we are looking for that, that is causing the ache inside of us, the rumblings when we feel, we feel when everything else goes silent. Nothing is going to fill the void of hope that is secure as an anchor. Nothing like that will hold us in times of uncertainty. My friends, as we have just sung about, hope has a name, has a personality. Hope comes to us in flesh and blood. The only hope that we have and the only hope that we ever need is found in Jesus. Jesus is the basis of all our hope. Only his promises stand firm. Only his words remain vital. Only his presence is everlasting. That's why Christmas is such a big deal because we find that hope is realized and we can reach out and we can touch it. It's when at this day of all days, we get as humans to comprehend for the first time the scope of God's love for us, which is so big. We get to see hope. If this year has taught us anything, it's that life is temporary. It's far more temporary beyond anything which we've, any, we've ever appreciated or comprehended before. We need a hope. We need an anchor that lasts beyond that which we can see, feel and touch because those things let us down. Those things which we thought were secure have proven to be anything but secure. The only dependable thing is the hope which Jesus brings, the hope whom Jesus is. It's a hope that provides meaning for life. It gives us purpose. It facilitates satisfaction and it brings us into a place of centeredness. It tells us what we are worth and it shows us just how much God values us that he would send his one and only son. 
Do you know, in John's Gospel, the very first part of it, there's a, there's a turn of phrase there which literally, it, my translation of it literally says, God came and not only did he dwell amongst us, it, it actually could be translated, God came and built a house in your neighbourhood. Isn't that beautiful? Moves in close to you to show you hope. My friends, this is not your normal Christmas message because it's not your normal Christmas year, is it? In fact, we could have easily been in isolation. How close was that? Not able to be with family, not able to be at worship, not able to go shopping. Imagine the money you would have saved. It's time for us to realise that we need a hope of outside who we are and what we can do. Don't you get it? Don't you see what we're being led to? That all around us is transitory, moves, it shakes, it goes away from us. Only hope in Jesus stays strong. We are more vulnerable than we would ever give credit for. And into our vulnerability, Jesus comes. He holds out his hand and he invites us to live life with him, a life that will not be knocked over by the storms that come along. And like the Magi, will result in us seeing him in the flesh. My friends, when you're wondering about your purpose, your life, what's going on for you, when you're looking for security and a destination, I encourage you this Christmas Day, take a serious look at Jesus. Turn to Jesus, for in him you will find more than you ever want, ever need, and you will be secure forevermore. You know, I've been listening to Handel's Messiah over these last few weeks. It's very long. Has anybody ever listened to the whole thing? It's very long. I saved the culmination for this morning. And I'm driving here this morning listening to the Hallelujah Chorus as I come up Flagstaff Hill. Good thing there were no cars hearing uh, me singing beside me. And I get to that high point. You you know that, that high point where it just is about, my car's about to explode in sound. And I'm like, it's not loud enough. I need to turn it up even louder. And and I'm press, I've got a buttons on the steering wheel. And I press the skip button. and I go back and I listen to the adverse all again and I get back to hearing it and I just get it as it comes in here what a year it's been what an amazing year it's been for all that's happened and here we are at the end of it and here we are presented with Jesus in front of us the hope of the world, your hope. When things go bad, when things go south, when you don't know what to do, he holds out his hand for you and he says, here I am. My friends, here you are. Don't press the skip button. Don't go back. Turn it up louder and embrace him in all his glory for he wants to embrace you. God bless you. Let me say a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love to us. So extraordinary. 
Thank you for the way in which you serve us. You came as this vulnerable little child to bring hope, build a home in our neighbourhood right next door to us. And you extend your, your welcome. You roll out the welcome mat, mat and say, come in, come into the lounge room, come into the kitchen, have a cuppa with me. Lord, we do. We respond to your invitation because we know that is the only place we find hope and security in this world. You hold it and you want to give it. And all of us say, thank you so much. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.